like take a shot and make Daniel Jones have another interception in the stat line. Oh, well, they might have, but they had a penalty three times in a row. Yeah, so. right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast, a special edition of the Big Blue United podcast, I might say. Uh, we are currently at halftime on Monday night, Giants against the Chiefs. Uh, since we normally record on Monday, we figured we'd, we'd give this uh, live pod sort of thing another shot like we did last year. Uh, Dan, Colin, how are you guys doing? Uh, I mean, bad, I guess. I mean, it's a, it's a barrel of laughs. I'm having a ball. This is, this is hilarious. Uh, so, you, I, you know what I'll the problem is, is? Is the score isn't worse. That's what's weird about this. <laughs> I mean, well, like, all right. Before, before we get into it, uh, please, guys, follow the Pigskin Podcast Network at pigskinpodnet on Twitter. And uh, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook and Instagram. So, I mean, like, when we talked about this last week, we, we didn't really give the Giants, like, a vote of confidence, but we didn't think they were going to really, you know, S the bed either, per se. Um, so I guess we were sort of accurate in how we were thinking from last week. Uh, the Chiefs look like they're having a rough time. Mahomes particularly doesn't look sharp. I mean, the score is, is not terrible. Um, what do you guys like and hate so far, Colin? Well... Uh, I mean, I, I, I like the, the little glimpses of, of things that Daniel Jones is able to do. But he, again, he's just put in awful spots, uh, having to play out plays that are awfully called and generally run for his life. So it's more of the same. Uh, what I don't like is any time the camera goes to the sideline and we have to look at Jason Garrett's face. <laughs> it's nothing new. Nothing new. How about you, Dan? Um... I like the predictability of the level of badness or the level of play calling. Uh, come to rely on it. I don't. I don't know. It's just. It's. It's what we're saying. Like. Like. I guess, relatively speaking, Jason Garrett called a good game last week, but we were all fairly certain that he wouldn't do it again, and and so far we're right. Uh, he's. He's calling a, a pretty crummy game. I, I know they they ran some trickery with with the pass from Tony, which was. Just that trickery, and then uh, they had a couple of, uh, you know, uh, uh, like jet motions and and uh, another another weird sort of looping motion from Kadarius Tony, um, but nothing nothing seems to be working. I think the longest play was that wild pass to uh, it was Dante Pettis that <laughs> should have it was a pass interference and somehow. Oh, John Ross, John Ross, oh, John, John Ross, yeah, John Ross. Yeah. Yeah, John Ross. Yeah, that was not a, um, that was an ill-advised throw, but. A great catch uh, when he had the guy all over him. I mean, he tackled him basically before uh, the ball, yeah. 10 minutes before the ball got there. Just a lot of, like, dink and dunk passes followed by runs that aren't going anywhere, followed by passes short of the first down and, and outs is what it feels like. So it's, it's most of the same on the offense. The defense is, is playing pretty good. I, I think, you know, though the Chiefs aren't where they were at the beginning of the season, they're still – one of the best offenses in the NFL, um, and to hold them to 14 points and a half, I'll, I'll take that any day. Uh, but the offense isn't bailing them out at all. Though you know we scored a touchdown. Um, you know, I mean, it could be worse, but it 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 the, what we're seeing is sort of what we imagine. The score doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of the play, in my opinion. Do you think that Jason Garrett it thinks the team is bad, so he doesn't? Play. He doesn't call good plays because he doesn't think anybody can actually do anything. Or do you think he's not even that smart? No, he's not capable of calling good plays. He, he gets lucky when he calls a good play. Is my is how I I sense it. So the best play he called was uh, taking a knee before halftime after those terrible penalties <laughs> and and the screen, whatever that draw was on on twenty five yards to go. You know what I, you, know, you know what I feel about this game. It's like when I before this game was on and I was reading about how people were saying, oh, well, the Giants lost a lot of close ones. They could have the same record as the Chiefs or have a better record than the Chiefs. And when, when I'm watching this game, it just reminds me of every other game where just these opportunities that are given to the defense that they don't capitalize on. It's just amazing. Like, they got that pick, which was a fluke play because it was a tipped pass that Mahomes threw the ball on point, basically. And then they basically end up in the exact same situation two seconds later because they couldn't do anything on offense. And then they end up giving up a touchdown. And then I think there's two other interceptions that are dropped. And it's like when you're the Giants and you're a bad team and you don't take advantage of every single opportunity given to you, then you have no chance. And I think 
I'm surprised that the score is as close as it is right now, and I do think that the underneath passing is working. I know, Colin, you said before we started recording, you were starting to warm up to Devontae Booker, too, who had like a really nice uh, screen pass that it threw to him. But, yeah, the play calling isn't there. And, and um, you know, what was it? Like, that was the fourth drive. The Giants try to run a hurry up. Cool. I guess they're trying to keep the Chiefs' D off, their, off balance. Then, the, you know, on third down, they throw a screen pass to Booker. And then you have Tony, who's had one ball the whole game. At least have him in. And then, you know, you don't get him involved. And, you know, I think we were all like, maybe he's hurt. And then you put him in to, to return a kick. He just gets obliterated immediately. That, that was the most infuriating. They put Daniel Jones in. I mean, he played last week, but they, they threw the pass to him, and it was that miraculous catch. But that, that is an insane thing to do. Um, Strahan called it, called it out in, in, the, in the Manning cast. Um, Eli had a good quote. When Strahan was like, what, what, what the hell was that? Eli says, they never expect it. They never expect it. Yeah. That was the only, the only logic for, for throwing the ball to him in such a way. Uh, but I don't know. The, like what I was saying, frustrated with the play calling. They have Kadarius Tony, who has an injury and who hasn't played all half. So I, we're assuming the injury is, is not great and he's playing sparingly. But they have him return a punt. He gets lit up. And then... And then, and then we have followed that up with with three three penalties in the same drive, uh, you know, a a a, a short pass, a, a, a draw play on first and twenty five, uh, a penalty, uh, another penalty, and and take a knee to, to end the half. Like, what are we doing? They were given a gift. The Giants, you know, defense stopped stopped the uh, the Chiefs with like the Chiefs got the ball three minutes left. We stopped and we got the ball back with a minute forty. You have to you have to make an attempt to go score some points, and they just penalties gave it away. <laughs> just 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 leave the half with their tail tail between their legs. It was just really dispiriting and and sort of commonplace at oh, this but, point in time. But Dan, guess what though? We get the ball in the second half. Oh, so that's smart. So like, don't why try to score when we're just gonna get the ball back anyway? Yeah. If you can ah, score one touchdown, right, why right, try right. to score two, Dan? No, no, no. I think yeah, your logic is off. Don't get greedy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't Just like greedy. waste the time, get to the halftime, and, and have a rising uh, um, pep talk. Yeah. Uh, probably from Judge, but most likely from uh, from Garrett because you know he's a motivator himself. He's just going to be in there, just clapping for fifteen minutes. He's going to clap so hard, he's going to get a taunting penalty in the locker room. <laughs> Mara's going to come in and, and, and fire him because he's clapping too much. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, the Chiefs' defense is not good. Uh, I mean, before the game, they were talking about Chris Jones, who's probably the best like player on their defense, at least in the front seven, not getting any disruption or pressures this year. And he just came out and just barreled over <laughs> Giants linemen. And it, you know what? They didn't have any playmakers last week. And I don't think the Chiefs' defense is markedly better. Actually, the Panthers' defense is far better than the Chiefs on paper, at least. And then the Giants come out with Tony and Shepard back in the lineup and haven't done jack with either of them i i think shepherd's probably done for the year now as we saw oh, yeah. at the end of the end of the yeah. court, second half there but i mean like when tony was on the field so they ran that trick play which is cool and then i don't know if you guys saw but the next play they actually ran some creative motion with him and then handed the ball off to booker and he had his best run of the game so like you don't have if he's if he's not a hundred percent you don't have to get him involved with the ball in his hands because Teams have seen what he can do with the ball in his hand. So if they're trying to be a little more honest about it, at least that's what I'm gathering from, you know, the one or two plays where he doesn't get the ball. I don't know where the offense is going, but what what else do you guys have to comment on from the first half? My, my, what I really liked is that O'Shane Zimenez made a play, which is the uh, first thing I saw of that all year. <laughs> that was that was one of my notes, actually, because he he, uh, he uh, knocked down that, that one ball, and the next play he had, like, a major pressure yeah, to, to make yeah. Mahomes throw the ball away, which was like, Okay, where was this the whole time? Is it because you have to play? You're actually doing something. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a highlight of the first half, I suppose. Yeah, when the announcers were like, "Leonard Williams has had a great year for the Giants," I was like, "Man, this defense is bad." If, if he's having a great year in comparison to everybody else, yeah. I mean, if Bradbury had caught like those five interceptions he dropped all year, you know, we'd probably be saying he was the best player on the defense too, but. I mean, it's just a sad, sad state of affairs at this point. But, I mean, I do kind of agree with you, Dan, is that the Chiefs' offense is high-powered even when they're not looking great. And, yeah. you know, they, they've had one of the best rushing offenses in the league, but they don't really run the ball. I think, like, part of Mahomes' problem, too, is because they just can drop – defenses just drop a lot of guys, and then the Chiefs don't really run a lot. 
then he doesn't really get blitzed a lot. So there's just a lot of dudes in coverage against him all the time. And I don't. I think he's uh, shook. I'm not sure what's going on there. But yeah, I don't know. I guess things I liked in the first half. I liked. I liked that they went for it on fourth down in the red yes. zone. That was. Yeah. If totally. they didn't go for that, I was going to not be on this podcast and just <laughs> outside in the backyard raking leaves, probably just <laughs> in the pitch black. Um, I like that. And I, and I liked uh, on the Manning cast, Strahan um, called out the, the, the plague of throwing before, before the sticks on, on third downs. And, and he really put Eli on the spot and he's just like, what are they doing? Why, why, why? And Eli's like, I, I, I have nothing to say. And Peyton's like, I, there's no explanation for it. And, and, and Strand was like, no, Eli, what's going on? Why? And, and Eli reluctantly was like, it's not good. <laughs> I was like, it. He I wonder, wanna, like, I wonder the much. conversation they had before they started recording. Because I know our, yeah. our conversation before we start recording is usually a little more spirited than the one we have here just by the nature that we can say whatever we want. So I'm curious <laughs> well, what they had been I mean, talking about prior. It was interesting in the beginning of the game. Uh, it, it, it's funny that you see Peyton being obviously a little more open because it's not his former team. But like there was points in the beginning he was just like, yeah, that, that defense is just bad. They're a bad defense. And Eli's just sitting there not saying anything. And it's like, uh. Uh, and, and then John Stewart came on, and, and I actually got a couple of chuckles out, out of that. Uh, it was a little awkward. It was they they had uh, some issues, technical issues, figuring out the Zoom situation. Yeah. But I, I love having all these random guests on that show. It's like wait, is Stewart a Giant fan? He is lifelong. It was a Jersey guy, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. they were they they talked about his uh, his soccer career in college. He was William and Mary. William and Mary, which was uh, interesting. But he he was lamenting. He's just like, yeah, my poor son. Uh, the only joy that he's ever had in sports were, were your Super Bowls, Eli. He's a, he's a Mets fan and an X fan, so, you know, take it how you can get it kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of worry about that because, you know, my daughter watches the game with me sometimes, and though she doesn't really get it, but I like to explain it to her. But, you know, she's never seen the Giants win anything. And my wife, the same way, she's not, she's not, I don't know if I said this before on the pod or not, but my wife is not convinced the Giants have ever been good. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I'm lying. <laughs> but you, she did watch the DVD with you that other day, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I, wa- I actually I watched I watched every single giant Super Bowl win NFL films uh, on YouTube the past two weeks, and it was nice. It makes you wow. feel good. It makes you feel it was good. Every single win. No, every single Super Bowl win. So it's just four. Oh, I was about to say, are you not working right now? Like, what? what you got a lot of time. A lot of hands. free time. No, I just don't do my job when I'm there. Ignore people. Um, hang out. Speaking of looking at the TV now, and I'm seeing Lewis Riddick talk. Um, I saw a, a a tweet earlier today that I sent to myself. I'm not sure if you guys uh, saw it as well. It was interesting. Um, according to our boy Jordan Ran- Ranan, uh, Lewis Riddick, uh, Monty Ossenfort, Dave Ziegler and Joe Schoen are expected to be in the mix for Giants GM position if Dave Gettleman is let go. I don't know some of those names. Do if. you guys know some of the other ones? Because I it sounds familiar, but no, no one that I I was hoping for. But uh, I guess I'm only hoping for like one dude. Well, um, it's it's interesting that Riddick's on there, especially after we're talking about how yeah. he seemingly is is on the the hate path. Of uh, of of the Giants in general, but I mean, I don't hey, get the Lewis Riddick thing. Like, I don't know why. People well, are so a couple of years ago, him. it made a little more sense because he seemed to be, um, I guess, progressive thinking and and had some yeah. interesting ideas. But like, I mean, when he was, I mean, we'll we'll hire him and he'll draft a running back in the first round, probably. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the game's starting for me. I don't know if you. Oh guys yeah, it's have on. The feed. Okay. It's on. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me I, let me go back. It was. Uh, Looking at something else real quick, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's real fun that uh, you think Dave Gettleman's actually going to get fired. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> if, I, if he actually gets fired, then I want to talk about who's going to replace him. But until then, it's either him or Kevin Abrams until I'm dead. So the reason I brought it up is I'm trying to put it out in the universe that it might actually happen. So if I speak it into existence, maybe it will work. I mean, it won't. But give me the little victories where I can get them because we're not getting them on the field. So yeah, all right. So now that we're starting the second half, guys, what what, what do you want to see in the second half in particular? I mean, anything. 
just positivity in general or what, Colin? Uh, I want to see some, like, plays that I've never seen the Giants ever run ever in their their existence. It won't happen. (laughs) But Uh, you say that as they run the double dive up the middle. (laughs) They're tight. I love. (laughs) For almost a first down. But, hey. Booker's running hard. I, I, I'm into it. No one's blocking for him, so he's basically putting yeah. his arm out and blocking. For I think himself. we should should clarify for fans. By the way, we, we know the play isn't actually a double dive. That's just what we call any inside run because it was what our football coach in middle school used to call uh, any inside run is a double dive. So, uh, uh, you Colin, know, can, comments, you, can give, you tell the best double slide. dive story? Uh, was it was it the uh, when I told Coach Cardo that we shouldn't run it? Anyway, oh, so he, we were in eighth grade modified football. Our coach was Coach Cardo. He was the worst football coach of all time. We scored one touchdown the whole season. I go up to him and I said, he said, run the double drive. And in his very whimsical, weird voice that he had. I was like, hey, coach, they have like, I don't know, like two middle linebackers over the center every play because we keep running this. Run it anyway. <laughs> all right. A, a, a little backstory. He, uh, he, I'm pretty certain he was at Iwo Jima. Uh, and he was at least ninety years old by the time he started coaching our team. So, uh, it, it and he, and he was a lifelong uh, uh, track and field coach, and he was pulled in last second to be the football coach for us. Anyway, the one the one touchdown that we scored all season, I was supposed to score, and someone who is in a much worse uh, life situation than I am right now. Was the one who uh, who scored it? So you're still salty about that, but at least you're not going to jail for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, too soon. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I we're mean, just going to move on from that. Knows with, who we're talking about? I'm moving on uh, with that from no explanation about it at all. Hey um, man. Well, we lost Dan for a second, but you know maybe he'll be back. If not, I mean, for the second half for me, I just want to see the defense step up. Because Mahomes is not playing well, they just need to get some turnovers. If they can capitalize on those turnovers, they might actually win. And, I mean, I don't necessarily think you need to score 30, 40 points this game to win. I no. just think you need to get a stop and you need to m- make some positive yardage. You need to get in the end zone. Hell, I mean, I'll even take some field goals. Like, I don't think the Chiefs offense is good. And I, and I think that you can take over this game with some pass rush, some sacks, and some really good coverage. Dan, we were just talking about what we wanted to see in the second half. Now that you're back, <laughs> join us again. Give us yeah. your thoughts. Um, oh, I had a thought he, that I had. Oh, no, your mic's not on. Oh, technical oh, difficulties, guys. Oh, there we go, there we go. There hey, Dan, what's up, bro? There he is. There Don't he worry, is. it's it's being recorded in a garage, a garage band, so you'll hear all my my ex, extraneous thoughts as I'm trying to frantically get back on the internet. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I had this, like, this, this cogent point about what I'm looking for in, in, the, in the first half, but I, I, then I started thinking about like where, how we should actually figure out who the next GM should be, and I think our best route is Colin. You you still live in Westchester. We should start staking out uh, Westchester Country Club and just seeing who John Mara hangs out with. It's probably going to be some guy from there. Um, he might just be like, you know, a washed up Wall Street bro. Uh, maybe maybe his accountant. Um, those are probably the number one suspects for going to be no, 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 managing he, he, the Giants. I got it. I got it. Speaking of like finance accounting bros, here's the ultimate. They hired Dave Brown as the GM. Because he <laughs> so is, he can mentor Daniel Jones. Yes, and- <laughs> as a former Duke quarterback who is on Wall Street basically now. Yeah, that would be perfect. That would be ideal. I, I would love that. Also, another 17, number 17. Yeah. Well, he's no longer, but. Yeah, get Plaxico in there, too. Get him in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Just get every number 17. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if you don't, you, you might as well just shoot yourself in the, in, in the foot before you start. Oh, boy. That was, you, you should have said leg. It well, I was sense. trying to go more with the saying. I understand. And not so much, yeah. I understand what you were doing there. I totally get that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I'm not, not thrilled with, with, with the... This is at least a more entertaining game than we've seen this year than quite a few, so I'm happy well, about that. I, hey, if, if nothing else, I mean, the Chiefs might very well win, uh, but I wouldn't consider this a get-right game so far for them by mm. any means. I wanted to ask that about that narrative before the game and to you guys if like you took vested any interest in people saying that. I know Dan sent us that funny gift today or, or uh, whatever it was about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. 
I don't think that makes sense. And I, and I don't, I don't, after the Giants defensive showing last week, I don't see how you could say this is the game per se that they're going to come oh, back dude. in and dominate, whatever. <laughs> Look, that was the first thing I said last week in the podcast was this was going to be a get right. Everyone's going to say this is a get right game for the Chiefs. It, it definitely is. Well, I mean, no, I no, no, but it, I don't no, think so. But they're not, they're not blowing us out. That's they're what not I mean capitalizing no, on it right now. No, 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 I agree. But I'm saying from the, the wide perspective of the NFL, the, the Chiefs are a different caliber team than the Giants, yes. and they've been uh, stumbling through the season, like sort of without any real reason, other than like their offense, uh, their defense looks putrid. Uh, the offense seems to be just, you know, the offensive line play isn't as great as it as it should be, but they, they that never really stopped them in the past. So it's sort of inexplicable, and and that you'd think they would get right against a team like the Giants, which they may do this half. I think things might change. They seem to be establishing the running game, but um, I don't think that's like a crazy narrative. Um, no one looks at the Giants and is like, you know, <laughs> this is going to be a hard contest. I was just saying that if you're going to pinpoint a game after the momentum the Giants are coming off of, and I don't want to say There's the Giants no are good. Hey, what are you talking about? They, were playing, they played well last week. That's momentum, regardless of if you want to compare it to the rest of the year, which it has really, obviously hasn't been there for them. But all I'm saying is that, you know, the, if they were the, playing the, the Jaguars the this week, if they're playing the Jaguars this week, then maybe. But the Giants are better than the Jaguars, and they, marginally, they were coming off. They're coming off a decent win. Where, and no, my yeah, point being, the that, Giants beating the Panthers isn't gonna like. Isn't no one in the league is like, whoa, watch out for the, the Giants. Panthers beat defense the Panthers. is better than the Chiefs defense. Yeah, but no one's to, no one thinks like that. No one's like the Giants have momentum from beating the Panthers. If they like beat like a truly good team, they might be like, all right, they're a little frisky. But I, I think I think. To think the Giants like have some sort of reputation as like you know a, a team not to be trifled with is is, is definitely That's wrong. That's not what no, I'm no saying. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying that you could have picked a lot of other games for a get right game than a game for I mean, a team like coming off other te- a good like, win. Like, <laughs> the Giants are like the bottom like five teams in the league right now. Oh yeah, it, it's a get right game. Well, fine. Ah, but I, 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 the the reason I said that in the first place is it will only be a get right game if this gets out of proportion and they win by two touchdowns or more if they just sneak out a win i don't think that's a get right for the chiefs no, because yeah. they're they're better than us and they should beat the, the well it's like what the what a get right game looks for the chiefs is much different it's like it's like they got to throw like three seventy yard pass like touchdown passes yeah. and then you're like oh the chiefs are right or do some like wild stuff so it's interesting that the Chiefs don't look like themselves. They're out of sync. They're not completing passes. I mean, what, what, how what many pa- how many catches does Travis Kelsey have? What well, I was just about, Mahomes I was, made that weren't dink and dunk at this point and getting yak. Exactly, that's all no, their no. offense. And they have yeah. a good running game, and they never run the ball. So if they want to win this game, just run the ball because the Giants aren't able to stop them. <laughs> their running back is a guy off the practice squad. I think their running game is. Hey, is, he's crushing it so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I, I was just gonna say Kelsey's been completely taken out of the game, yeah. which is an interesting thing because we never lock down tight ends. So that's how it's got to work. You, we're going to be horrible, and we're not going to win most likely, but we're going to lock down your tight end, and every other time we're never going to co- cover one. Oh, BBU listeners, can you guys hear that? Can you hear that rumbling? Sounds like sounds like a, a lion's roar. Well, that's 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 the hunger pains in my belly. I'm getting hungry for some wins. I'm not going to get that as a Giant fan, so my best route is DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. That sounds like a win to me. So, if the Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings fan- Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. You can play Daily Fantasy wherever you are. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Now, how to play. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. That's TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and to win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. 
One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Can I ask you guys about tight end real quick? Like, were you hoping that Evan Ingram might have caught some balls in this game to, like, increase his trade value, even though it looks like that's not going to happen? But I was kind of hoping that we'd see a little Evan Ingram today just for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping he'd be on a plane to a different state. But, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that'd be great. There's no reason he can't do it. Except the fact that he can't catch, I guess. I just want to note that also Kadarius Tony caught that that punt right there. Um, so they're not afraid of putting him in there in that position, but they don't want to put him out on the offense on, on when we have the ball too well, often. Well, here, no, so here's an idea. Let's have Evan Ingram return kicks. Yeah. Why not? I, I, because he can't I, catch, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we already had one muffed punt this game. We don't need another. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean, it doesn't look like the Giants are going to do really anything before the trade deadline. When I, when I don't understand that, I know the NFL has become a little more trade happy in the recent years. But if you're down in the dumps like this team is, you got to sell to some you degree. Think, you don't think they're one player away, Deej? God, no. <laughs> and you know what? I might have said that last year about the defense too—that they were a pass rusher away from being one of the best defenses in the NFL. Hey, but yeah, they he, didn't get a pass rusher other yeah, than the Z's. So yeah, you might yeah. not be wrong. <laughs> you you, you, you want to talk positivity? What if? Now, now, hear me out here. This is a strange thing to be positive about, but I'll take it if it is the case. What if they're they're telling they're telling DG, you're not trading anything. Don't talk. Don't bother picking up the phone. We're not allowing you to. What if that's actually a thing? Then the organization is worse than we thought it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, should, uh, yeah. you should be trading for draft capital. No, at no, least. no. What I mean by that is, is they don't trust him enough to do something, so they're not allowing him to do it. I mean, I don't know. Like, like the the move the Broncos made yeah, to Von Miller, I thought was a great move for both of those teams. Well, I mean, yeah, not, for the short term. The, anyway. the Rams, if the Rams better win a Super Bowl, because they are absolutely screwed for like the next five years. Well, with I zero tweet, draft picks. I saw a tweet earlier that. Uh, Sean McVay was hired at 30 years old, and he's never had a first-round draft pick and won't until he's 38. That's yeah. insanity. That's absolute insanity. How, that, I mean, this, I, hope, I hope they win because if they don't win, there's going to be a lot of questions. There's going to be a lot of people getting fired. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're super well-coached. They're probably the best, the best coach team in the NFL. They, and and they, they make trades for known commodities at this point. And when you have pieces like you know Aaron Donald and uh, all the guys on offense that they do. I guess you can pick pieces up here and there, and and you know obviously the, the draft just 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 take later round picks and get lucky here and there. I mean, it's does, a I don't does know that how one sustainable piece it is, but put them over the edge. I mean, I think they were almost there already. You like you said, they have the best interior lineman I mean, in the NFL and the best cornerback in the NFL. Now you have Von you Miller coming off the edge. I mean, I know he's been hurt, but and Jalen Ramsey and yeah. Uh, yeah, best quarterback, um, yeah, arguably anyway. Well, one thing that we're missing, because we're not listing the sound, I'm sure they've, uh, they've said something about uh, Shepard at this point, I'd imagine. Maybe I'll check Twitter and see what You know, at this there. point, it's just I just expect injuries to happen every game that it is what it is. You know, there's nobody. Yeah. You know, I think that's one thing that we sit here and we lament and we lament and we lament. What if, you know, any of the starters were playing? I think actually I read yesterday, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but of the 22 starters, other than Daniel Jones, every single person was listed on the injury report or wasn't playing. Of all 22 starters before the season, projected. So we can sit here and just talk about how bad the Giants are, but like nobody is playing on this team. So I yeah. have to give them some some respect for playing as well as they are, and for the you know backups to come in and 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 try and play hard. I mean, That's imagine actually, if they had good play calling. Yeah. Maybe this team could do something. I mean. They are doing and something, I guess. That, you know? that actually is is a, a fair point that that gets lost because we just lament the awfulness. Uh, uh, by the way, I, I I do love the white pants. I have to say, yeah. I mean, I, like I've never, I don't, I don't hate the players on this team. Like I love the players. I love how hard they play and how hard they try. I mean, I think our our problem is is with the the higher ups, and it always has been. You know, like I think we had Ian on a while ago, and he was like, "Nobody hates Leonard Williams. They just hate the whole scenario and the saga and the trade right. and the franchise tag." I mean, those are fine things to hate. I don't hate Leonard Williams. I'm, I think he's a great player. I mean, in terms of what we have, he's definitely one of the better guys on defense. Just overpaid. Yeah, he's just overpaid, and you know, not producing his to his contract, which makes you question it and and question his ability. 
But, you know, I, we should come back on that. We shouldn't question his ability necessarily because he does play as well as he can. He's just got too much money from the front office, and, yeah. and that's not his fault. Power to him. Yeah. Dan, he, got, he got the bag. Dan doesn't look like he's a, he agrees with me or not. No, I, I agree with you 100% on Leonard Williams. I'm just watching uh, the game, and it's like this is the th- like the thing. The offense and defense are never playing well at the same time. Yeah. The defense is having like the best game of their season so far right now, and and we just go three and out again, uh, throwing, you know, you know, just nothing, just a big blah. There's no. Momentum. If there's any momentum from from a defensive stop, it, it, it gets killed on the spot. Um, you know, drives aren't aren't followed up by three and outs. It's, it's just. I mean, this game specifically, the defense is just being hung out to dry, and it's only a matter of time before the Chiefs pop off a few big plays and take you know any sort of uh, <laughs> drive or or. or or, or, or passion the defense is playing with and just suck it right out of the game. Well, I mean, they're just going to get tired, and, that, and that's when it opens up. That's when it happens. Be the same yeah. story as every game last year. You know, the defense hasn't shown up this year, but in this game and the last one, you could you could say maybe they're making a comeback. I, I know that I don't want to go after two games and be like, because this one's not even over yet. <laughs> I'll just sit here and be like, oh, yeah, the defense is back, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, I mean, they look better than they have, at least. Yeah. Some positivity to look at. I don't know. The defense has, yes. Yeah, Certainly. the offense is so streaky. And, I mean, I think that I hammer this every week. It's just like this team will never prove anything to me week to week until they can be consistently good in, in either unit week to week. And they can't do that. It's just every other week it's bad. And this is the first time I think the defense has strung two good games in a row thus far anyway. I don't want to say anything yet, even though I am. Um, but I don't think the offense has really strung together two good games in a row all year necessarily. No. You've had a couple yeah. really good performances from Jones. You've had, you know, the one game with where Jones got hurt and Glennon came in and, and Tony lit it up. You know, where is that this game? Why aren't they going back to these things that have, have, have given them success in offense? Tito, Nobody, don't, don't, <laughs> don't put that question it. on yourself. <laughs> we, we saw Strahan ask that to Eli and, uh, and Peyton, and it's just inexplicable. Um, I wanted to highlight something and, and do a mini is this good. Um, if that's okay with Mini you guys. is okay this good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I think I can make three out of out of a one right here. So this this is brought to you by Will, our, our guy Will27, uh, uh, our previous podcast guest. Anyway, he basically just posted a screenshot of a Daniel Jones graphic from the, the pregame and just wrote his, his comment was QB1. And the, the graphic goes like this. It's got a picture of Daniel Jones' face looking sternly right at the camera, and it, and it says, uh, <laughs> 45 turnovers, second most in the NFL since 2019. Is this good? Next next stat, 16 pass TDs in the last two seasons, 21 games. Is that good? And lastly, 0-6 uh, and six in primetime. <laughs> but, but 16 passing TDs in two seasons – is, yeah, um, it's atrocious. <laughs> but where we're like, we're like, we can't, you can't mess with Daniel. He's he's the piece. We got to build around him. But like, let's we keep forgetting to take a step back and like, you know, also looking at what he he's done. Like, I get it. The offensive line has been the worst ever. He's had hardly any weapons, or all the weapons he has has been injured. But still, like, I don't know. The the guy, the Jets quarterback that was like fourth string this year came in and, and put up thirty five points on the Bengals. Mike like, F and White. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like great press conference. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> I didn't see it. I I, I got it. Uh, I, I, I mean, was like, I don't yesterday. know, Jones. Like, like wh- who who are we com- like when you're watching this offense and you're comparing him to everybody else he's playing with? You kind of like, yeah, he's good. But I guess if you look in the broader scheme of the whole league, yeah, he's. You know, a bottom fifteen quarterback right now. I think it's more like, yeah, sure. he's okay. I, I mean, listen, he he. The one thing that I that I always say about Jones or have said about Jones is that he does everything he can to win games for this team, and they don't win he any tries games. Really he hard. has no. I don't know if you saw another graphic before the game that the Giants are the only team in the NFL with a uh, with a running back that doesn't have two hundred yards at least on the whole squad. So yep. he's the leading rusher. He's the leading passer. They have him catching balls like. What more can this guy do? Right. But, I mean, he's the, he's the leading rusher out of pure survival and necessity because we don't have an offensive line that can run block. And we don't have, you know, 
we have Devontae Booker as our leading back. Like, it's, it's, I mean, I get it. He's doing a lot with his legs, but it's not because he's like a great runner. I think it's just because that's all he can do right well, now because nothing else he's is working. A, he's, a, he's, a, he's a better rusher for a QB in the NFL. You can't say he's yeah, a bad he, runner. No, no, I'm not saying he's bad, but I don't think like people are like, you know, we have to leverage his running ability, and I don't think he's that kind of player. I don't think teams are, are game planning for him like they are, like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Oh, of course. Absolutely no, not. No, no, no. no. But I'm, I'm saying, like, we need more designed runs, and I'm like, uh, no. No, I I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dan. I'm with you. I think it's a good added tool that should not be the constant use. Like, when he gets flushed out of the pocket, he can pick up some yards. Absolutely. Like, get him out in, in, you know, on bootlegs and, and, like, sort of, like, use him, like, not that he's ever going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers, but you know that type of athleticism, like out there in space. But um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like people fall back on that argument a lot about Daniel Jones not being like, you know, a, a lethal you know pocket passer. But they say, oh, but his legs. But it's more like survival in, in the way I see it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll never be you know in the in the place of thinking that he is an incredible quarterback because we haven't seen it yet. And or we may never, but I have a hard time thinking that someone else put in this scenario exactly the same. You just switch out the quarterback would have that much more to work with and actually like win. I mean, like, like, I did you watch the Cowboys game last night or no? Yeah, it, if yeah. you if you switched Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones, <laughs> like how what how good would Daniel Jones be behind the Cowboys so offensive better, line? So he'd be he'd be great. Exactly. Yeah. It's Cooper Rush. It's Cooper. <laughs> like, if Cooper Rush was playing in this game right now, the Giants would have zero points. Yeah, he would have gotten obliterated. I'm just yeah, saying. The, the you put anybody. Comparing... You put anybody behind a a really good offensive line. And they will score points and and have success. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the guy, you know, when you don't have any blocking, then we go back to what we said last year. You can't make these evaluations on Daniel Jones because there's not there's no there's no body of work to evaluate where he's had any time to do anything. Yeah. Oh, also, by the way, this is when they start to pull away. Chiefs are going to blow us out right yeah, now. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's happening as we speak. <laughs> With four minutes left in the third quarter, Collins called it a game. <laughs> it's just it's just bad that it went, in our discussion just now that we had about Daniel Jones, the people we're comparing him to are Jets QB, Mike White, and, and Cooper Rush. You know, to just, just take it out of context, I think that's hilarious. Well, we're not comparing sure. to, to them like for yeah, life. Yeah, but we sort of are. <laughs> I'm comparing the, those two guys... You know, if Jones was behind, if the, all I'm saying is that if the Giants had a good offensive no, line, it's it. be way it. different uh, conversation. You know, yeah. if Jones play, sure. plays like he played now, and the Giants had a confident, uh, competent offensive line, I would have a way worse opinion of him than I do right now. Yeah, because Absolutely. I know what he has to work with, and it's it's Jack, and he's got no weapons either. That was the one thing before the season. It's like, oh, well, we got Galladay, we got Tony in the first round, blah blah blah. Yeah, cool. I saw Darasa last night in the Vikings just have a killer game. Out at offensive guard. And Rashawn Slater is the best rookie offensive tackle in the NFL. He might even make a Pro Bowl this year. You never know. Oh, also, by the way. But we got weapons, so that was supposed to fix everything, and then everyone got hurt. So what does that do for you? Nothing. Also, watching that game last night, I'm fairly certain that the Vikings are harder to watch than the New York Giants. Oh, they're bad. They are awful. And I and I, you know what I, I it's weird because before the game they showed Kirk Cousins numbers and they were like talking about him like that he was good and was nope. good at quarterback. I was like I, you know I haven't really watched this team or read anything about this team in like a middle of the road. You know no one really talks about them. And I watched the game and I was like Kirk Cousins is not good at quarterback. No, <laughs> He's not no, he was throwing the, like those dump passes in the flats like f- fifteen yards over the head of people. And I'm like what? Are you, why are you in this game right now? I don't know, but he made Cooper Rush looked a lot better. Yes, he did. Yeah. I wish... No, no I'm just kidding. I wish just on the Giants. <laughs> well. Oh, you know yeah, the song yeah. I never cared for? The Talib Kweli song, uh, Rush. Really? The song I always thought was cheesy. Yeah. I thought that was that was a weak track. Uh, oh, was I like it the beat. Rush. Well, it, Rush. Well, was it because it, it, it was just one guitar chord played over and over again, and someone thought yeah. that was a good thing? And let, let's yeah, put it, it on the track. It, it was just, yeah. I like it. I like but, that however, thank you for that segue, Dan. How about all those interviews I've been sending you with that, he, that he's been having? Delightful. Really good interviewer. 
Yeah, call him, call me. Who's he interviewing? Yeah, he has his own all podcast, and he has all sorts of crazy people on. He had Tom Morello on the other day, and it was like an amazing conversation. Uh, Seth Green was on the other day, too, and that was pretty interesting as well. Um, it's really cool. I, I'd love to hear more about what Seth Green has to say. He's a very interesting guy. Oh, what's happening now? All right, so, yeah, Giants just got a turnover. Defense but, uh, again, man. Great. Yeah. So let's see, like the offense not capitalize on it. No, 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 no. No. Here, let's get ahead of it. Let's punt on first. Is that Julian Love again? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's play the field bat, the field position game. Let, let's punt on first. <laughs> <laughs> let's give it to our best players. Obviously, Riley Dixon. Let's let, oh, him, let's let him do what he does. Oh, it's Kelsey too. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I Riley Dixon is having a bad year. I feel like just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know, every time you want to count Bradbury out, he like makes a good notch in the stat sheet. With that, he didn't really watch the game. You would still think he was as good as he was last year, but he's not. Nah, isn't that as bad as I think people think either? Well, no, no. It's, it's just a comparison to the year yeah. before because he, yeah, he makes an insane year. Basically, people were saying, you know, some people were saying he was the best cornerback in the NFL last year, and then he sort of comes out and just, uh, yeah, not a good season for him. Not that I don't think he can bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it on back. Uh, all right, so what, yeah. what do we want to do? We got we have around like three minutes left in the quarter. Do you want to see what we do on this drive and and then yeah, express uh, yeah, let's and let's end it after this drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's 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 check that out. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I like it. Well, okay, so we might be done in in, a, in about 10, 10, 15 seconds, depending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I get that pun off, once yeah. this commercial is over, just turn it off. Yeah. No, I like this. We uh, last year we did the beginning of the game, so we get the you know the beginning feeling, and then we we came into this with a little ammo, watching the first half and talking about the broadcast and stuff. I like this. Maybe yeah. next time we uh, we'll just watch the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. You guys see this commercial where uh, it's the Apple Watch commercial, and these these people are checking their watches in different spots. Yep. Do you see that one? All right. And so the guy took, is, is camped out on the side of the cliff, and he's checking him at his sleep time. Mm-hmm. Like, I get you can sleep out there, but he slept for nearly eight hours. Is oh, that I see not, that. like, insane? Like, hanging off the side of a cliff in a tent? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're out there to climb the cliff. Like, I get it. You need your sleep. Like, you know, pick up five hours or something. And they get climbing. Like, you're not supposed to, like, sleep for eight hours. I, I guess as, like, a father of two like small children right now uh, eight hours seems insane to me but like still like that seems like a really long sleep to be hanging on the side of a cliff is that just me well i mean it's, does that bother it, anyone else well it's apple they're they're stealing your information and lying to you i would never do it i would never do anything like that i think it's absolute insanity who, who, who wants to sleep on the side of a cliff you struck me as an outdoorsy mountain climber type. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, totally. You can catch me. You can catch me at a bar in New York City having a beer, not yeah. on the side of a mountain. I mean, those dudes do appreciate a dank beer too. I, I'm pretty sure they have to. Yeah, get to the top of the mountain and drink your warm, heady topper. You pos. <laughs> TJ, is there a name for like, um, you know, like like for like video games? If if you're like not good or don't know anything you're a noob or like you're like a, a, a poser if you don't skate or you wear skate shoes and you don't skate like if you just like come in and you're like oh what's your good ipa is there like a name for that person in beer culture there's, no because okay so so i feel like beer culture is very accepting of new people however there is a sort of like um negative connotation if you're really into like fruited sour beers and they'll call you fruit, a fruit boy with an eye and if you're only a fruit boy you're not a real beer drinker because you'd only drink the fruit beer. Wait, oh. wait. So there are people that, that are, are sort of novice beer drinkers but are really into fruited sours? That's the, generally how people get into drinking craft beer is, is drinking fruited oh, sours. So really? You're a fruit boy. Yeah, that's how I got into drinking beer was, was, was half Hudson Valley sour IPAs. So No way. But yeah, you, you know, you got to expand your palate at some point. Yeah. And then eventually you come full life. circle and you just start paying – exorbitant amounts of money for a beer that tastes like the stuff you drink like for better versions of the beer you drink in college yeah 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 like five dollar like pilsner like like like, yeah like a a czech style pilsner yeah that's you know eight times better than a budweiser but it's not worth eight times the amount of money it's just like the crispest beer you've ever had yeah they're very good i'm saying like if you buy like a five dollar can of ipa and it's like eight percent alcohol it's like well you know you're getting your money's worth you're buying a $5 can of 4% lager. You kind of yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, 
as my you know dad what? would say, it's not a good money to drunk ratio, <laughs> which is a very important thing for him. Not so much you for me. To keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I like? And, and, and this had something to do with, uh, you know, this, this past weekend of uh, Dan, you know, from the, the late night pictures that were sent to you by, by Doug oh, yeah. and, and myself. I, I, play, I played a show in Baltimore and um, uh, we had oh, we were just drinking National Bohemian, the, the Baltimore beer. And I just love how you can go to different spots of the country and just have their trash beer and you've never had it before. And it's like, OK, well, how is this trash beer going to be? And hey, it actually know, was pretty good. You know, you, you go to Rhode Island, have a Narragansett. There's nothing wrong with that. That's true. It's a delicious beer. Yeah. What's that in Philly? Lion's Head? Uh, uh, yeah, that's Yinling. Right. Yinling in Philly. Well, there's no? Yinling, but there's also like Yinling's for, for the noobs, dude. Because there's uh, that other. My buddy, my buddy Josh is from Philly, and he's the most Philly dude you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> and he says in Philly that you go to the bar, you just call it lager. I'll have lager. That means Yinling automatically. That's sort of tight. So. Huh. But it's then again. That- in in Brooklyn, you can say a lager, and they give you a Brooklyn lager, which is the worst beer ever made. But well, that's just you're either my you're either getting a lager, or you're getting a water, <laughs> a water, crack waking up the the crack of John, having oh. yourself a water. <laughs> God, they have to have all these these funny things to say because they got nothing else. Yeah, D- it's a uh, uh, the Lions Head Deluxe Pilsner. Nice. It's it's a it's a Philly beer. It was dirt cheap. I remember when we visited people. Uh, Oh. At, at, at Drexel. Oh, Drexel. Ooh. Drink a lot of it. Oh, T- Tony, baby. Oh, they had that, Tony. They had that beer at this bar called Duck Duck that I used to go to all the time. And it was called Duck Duck because next door there was a laundromat called Goose Cleaners. Nice. I always thought that was cute. Smart. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great hookup bar back in the back in the day. Uh, I don't I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember my early 20s either. That's why they were great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, somehow right. got a first down on that, and of course Daniel Jones gets slammed on the ground. <laughs> Jack him up. Oh, look at this. The Giants are driving. This is the end of the third quarter, by the way, we're talking about. I feel like this is why I didn't like this last time, because we kept we talking talk about, about the game. game. But this time we've done better to talk about more other stuff and more the things around the game. No, but I like yeah, it. Last, last time we were like, Call, be, all being color commentators and no one knew what was happening. <laughs> I, I think the less we pay attention to the game, the better they play. I actually totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, that's a theory that I have actually with with pretty much all of my sports teams besides uh, Tottenham, for that matter. But um, yeah, if I don't pay attention, they, my teams usually win. So I have had to go out of my way to pretend like I wasn't watching by paying attention. <laughs> at like the same time, coi, like like I'm like I'm TV. tricking <laughs> I'm tricking out the superstitious gods to to you yeah. know. Just give me a, a bone. <laughs> like set up a mirror on the other side of the room and just look at the, the corner and watch it through the reflection. So <laughs> I have I have something very similar um, that I, I've learned that from the last Super Bowl that the Giants were in, the one that TJ had forgotten he went to. Um, That's the one. That I, one. I, I, what year watched, was it again? 2000, 2012? 13? It was 2012. Oh, 2010. That's right. That's right. Okay. No. No. 12, I know. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> So I watched it with my dad, and uh, it was a very low-key... It was the opposite of watching at Oneonta like we did in 2007 or 2008 when it actually happened. Um, It was pretty much my dad and I, and, you know, we sat on his couch. We watched a majority of the first half just sitting there, BSing, whatever, and it got to a certain point in the second half where... I saw a side of him that I, I had not seen because I had not... I don't... I don't I mean, Giants aren't usually in the Super Bowl, but I hadn't really sat there and, and watched the superstitiousness come out. We're talking. So I don't remember what part of the game it, it, it was going on, but it was like it might have been um, right before the Manning uh, Manningham catch, that incredible catch on the sideline. Yeah, my dad gets up. He goes into it, it, there's a side room like a like his guitar room where he has like, he leaves all his guitars in there, but there's also another TV. He, without saying a word to me, gets up, goes in there, turns the TV on, sits on the couch, and starts watching the game in there. And I'm sitting in the other room just adjacent. I see him sitting there, and then he gets his guitar out, and he just starts playing. And I'm like, what are you doing in there? He's like, I, I can't pay attention. I, I, I got to do – something's got to change. Something's, I, I got to do something different. It's going to help. It's going to help. And then, <laughs> and then it actually did, and I was like, oh, God, oh. we're insane. 
I, I thought I'd been sick if he shredded like a badass solo. I mean, just, yeah, he was just he was, played the Giants to victory. Well, he was finger picking like a like a madman, just like trying to trying to take his mind off of it. So, it was, yeah. it, hey, it worked. I liked it. That's great. All right, so what do you guys think? Do you want do you want to? Uh, we got to watch the rest of the drive, I guess. Yeah, I mean, come on. What, like, what did you uh, like so far about this drive? It was cool. Kadarius uh, they Tony. They threw the ball to yeah. Tony Getting involved. nonstop, and look, they, they drove down the entire field. Amazing uh, when you get your playmakers involved. Your, your, your first-round draft pick, by the way, that yeah. has played one game, like, convincingly. Yeah, it's probably don't want to have him returning punts so he can get injured there because he's the entire offense. Oh, my yeah. God. What is – what is like <laughs> – What I mean, John Ross, I know he's not – a great kick returner, punt returner, but he's fast. Like, yeah, and he's and he's you know not super consequential to this team. I was a dispensable would be the word oh I was my, looking for. Yeah, he's dude. definitely a dispensable member of this team. Dan, oh, see, see, oh, you Dan, saw, Dan, I see Dan, Dan you're ahead of us. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Just uh, watch this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Wow, you're much ahead. You're far ahead. I mean, look, like, you know, the one thing about Rudolph was that he was supposed to be a red zone target, so at least they're throwing it in his direction. They, they put out Slayton on one side and, and, and Rudolph on the other in two routes, and they ran a fade to, to, to Kyle Rudolph. That was, that was their, their plan on second and four. Last in the NFL, 45% red zone TD percentage. I think we said that last week. Stupid. At least they scored one this week. I just saw Patrick Graham saying something right next to Jason Garrett, almost as if... He's so frustrated, he's trying to call offensive plays as a defensive coordinator. <laughs> All right, there you go. Evan, Evan Ingram with the touchdown, and oh now Evan Ingram's trade value has gone up significantly. The Giants no. have, are winning this game, and this is a good place to end this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we're, All right, let's... Let, let, this let, is the momentum let's, to the championship. Yeah, that's right. S- Super Bowl, go. Super Bowl winning this Super year. Bowl John's going to win this game and going to get a, a, a seventh round pick for Ingram tomorrow. Win out. <laughs> No, he wasn't out. Shut up. No, 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 no. Win out. Oh, win out. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, no, no. Let's not get insane here. All right. All right. All right. With that being uh, said, uh, wait, wait, you got anything wait, no, left? Here, wait. Yeah, I want you guys to do percent chance we win the game. We're winning 16 to 14 with the whole fourth quarter ahead of us. What, what percent chance do you give us of winning, Colin? Um, uh, 0.5. Point 0.5. Less wow. than 1% chance. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What about you, TJ? I, I'm, I'm going to say 50-50 right now. I don't think either of these teams yeah. are, are... I think the Chiefs are playing way worse than they should. I think the Giants are playing way better than they should. So, yeah. 50-50. Uh, 50-50 feels good, but I won't allow myself that. I'm going to say we have a 33% chance to win. So, all right. All right. On that note. Thank you guys for listening uh, to our special edition of the Big Blue United podcast. Don't forget to follow... The Pigskin Podcast Network at Pigskin Podnet on Twitter. Don't forget to download the DraftKings app right now and follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. See you guys.